Welcome to House Common Blood, where strangers are family. Every episode may contain graphic content such as copious amounts of blood, unnecessary cursing, death of all ages, infantile to mortal, fantasy drug use, nudity, and perhaps mentions of sex, and sound effects of various qualities. We cannot stress enough that this is mature content with adult themes. You have been warned. In there, we find Jack, who was unconscious, being about to have experiments run on him, and then Dust decides he wants to try some new drugs to save Jack. The drugs end up working. He can now go in and out of the unseen public at his will. And then, you know, after all that, we try to bring Jack to a safe place, but we stop by um, the old man who wanted us to find his um, his kids to get um, a little box from him as a reward for Cobalt. We go to Jack and Hobble's place after we grab the box. We open the box and lo and behold, we find an atrophied arm from no other than Alphonse. And cutaway. Yeah, that was pretty good. Inspiration. Good job. Uh, the, the one thing I want to clarify is uh, the drug. Mechanically, how does it work? Um, Dust. One I, I want to specify it's not, you know, for, you know, the rest of your life, you can keep doing this over and over again, just like any drug, it wears off. Um, mechanically speaking, I think the way I would do it is I'm going to have you guys, whenever you take this drug, do a 1d4 roll. And basically, you're going to be uh, jumping in between the two realms. So say you're in our reality. Take the drug and you roll a 1. You only have one charge you can use. There, there's really no limit on when you can use it besides like uh, when you take a short or long rest if you don't use it by then it's gone and i think how i would have it work is uh mechanically speaking in combat you can jump out of reality for like a turn and then you automatically come back to whatever realm you're jumping from so if you jump from reality to the unseen public you're going to end up back in reality in the next turn follow outside so what if we roll an odd or odd number to where we end in the unseen public are we stuck there that's one uh one full charge so like uh it, what i'm saying is if you are in like uh the unseen public you jump to reality uh next turn you will naturally come back to uh the unseen public that is one full charge 
That's not two. That's not three. Just one. You follow? So if you have an odd number, you could do uh, do that full thing three times or one time. All right. Um, where should we pick this up? John. So Leo was uh, walking off to uh, the church of uh, Delger. Isn't that right? Yep. And walking off to the church of Delger. Along the way, um, you see a few things as you're walking the streets. You see a few gang members making a few sh shady deals. You see people with uh, black, uh, what, what the hell would you call it? The, their sclera, uh, the white in their eyes, are black. It's weird. Other times you see people with black fingertips, like uh, takes uh, like half their digit, if you know what I mean. It's weird. It's a weird fashion in, in your sense. As you're walking along, you eventually come to the church. I assume you enter? Yeah. You enter. And you walk in the midst of a conversation. You see a dragonborn without his robes on, like submerged in water. It's a large antechamber with stained glass glowing up the room. Next to him, you see a robed figure with like a face, his face is bandaged. And he talks to him, saying, Hayden, you can't go around saying as you wish. I'm just doing his work. You can't say what you wish. And they, well, he looks at you, the man with the bandaged face. Greetings. What brings you to the church? I want to hire your services. Hire our services? He raises an eyebrow. Yeah, I've got a affliction I want taken care of. Mm -hmm. He just nods his head, and uh, he looks at Hayden and just goes, Brother, please. And the man in, uh, who's submerged in water, Hayden, he takes a few deep breaths. And you see, like, leaking through his skin, like, black ooze just drifting into the water. And takes one more deep breath and stands up. The clear water turns an icky black as he stands up, puts on his robes, and looks at you. What affliction may I help you with, my child? Uh, addiction? He stares at you and goes, um, are, are you a man of opulence? I'm a man that can get people what they want if they help me. <laughs> he just chuckles but shakes his head drug addiction is what you wish to cure correct most clerics in most churches would deny you because addiction is not in most cases the side effects is a physical condition but the source the root it takes place in the mind itself deep into the soul luckily for you i do have a method that could help and he just looks at you, though. It will be expensive. I'm sure we can work something out. And he just nods his head. And he prepares an area for you. Like, uh, he sets down a velvet red rug. And there's multiple candles around the area. And he, like, uh, motions for you to, like, sit on your knees. Alright, I'll do that. Mm -hmm. He comes towards you. 
and he looks at your like uh, you're you were near death weren't you like how injured were you i've got a 11 health yeah but like i uh, took out 10 so you're bleeding in places aren't you a couple broken or shattered bones yeah i'm, I'm definitely hurt but not yeah. near death yeah that's fine he looks at you and he takes a closer look at your markings your the blood on you and he looks shocked and he goes oh, one moment and goes to a book and starts flipping through it and goes makes no sense it's not right and he looks at a couple pages looks back at you and then looks back at the pages and shakes his head a bit have you always bled red of course red blood yeah strange and he looks at you, you see like it's a medical diagram of uh, your your species uh, linen and he it, what the hell is the name of that uh uh sketch i believe it was by da vinci of the guy with the arms splayed and the arms or like the arms and legs splayed it's kind of like that for anatomy uh he looks through it and he shakes his head and goes well strange things do happen i suppose half blood and he just shakes his head and goes, nevertheless, uh, comes back to you and he like lights the candles and they all have a blue flame to them. And you see like a blue, like uh, blue smoke co uh, fill the air. Do you take deep breaths? Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. He puts his hand on your back and he keeps telling you deeper breath, 10 seconds, hold. In through the nostril, out through the mouth. And he just keeps feeling your back as you're doing that. And he shakes his head again going, this doesn't make sense. And he feels like your back and where like your, your breath is taking, like the lungs inflation. And he just seems confused by a few things as he's trying to help you. But as you keep breathing, <laughs> as you keep breathing, your mind becomes clear. You feel a golden glow coat you, and as you breathe, you see black coming out of your breath. Now, do you do anything throughout this entire process, or are you just breathing? I'm breathing. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm still keeping my, trying to keep my wits about me and, like, keep an eye on what's going on around me. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh... So as you're breathing along, you do see like uh, the man with the bandaged face, like also looking at the book and looking back at you and giving you a strange look. And he just stares at you. Uh, Hayden, the dragonborn behind you, goes, uh, you're Mr. Longpar, aren't you? Correct. And as you like speak during the, the breathing, like the rest of the black comes out of your mouth. Uh, can you roll me a one or like a a, a constitution saving throw? <laughs> a three. Three on dot? Uh, yeah, because I got a two plus one, so three. Ugh, damn. You meet to beat, man. That was a DC. Uh, so you are no longer addicted to numb tongue and you no longer suffer its consequences. Uh, he goes on to tell you, addiction is a strange disease, one born from the mind and born from the soul. The more 
you keep digging into it, the harder it'll be for me to help you. So, mechanically speaking, each time you get addicted, there's it's going to be plus three to uh, the DC. So next time it'll be six or higher, nine or higher, twelve or higher. It'll keep getting higher and higher until you can't get out of your addiction. All right. Yep. But other drugs I can still do? Yeah, yeah, I suppose you could. <laughs> I mean, that's, um, what I'm, that's what I'm saying to the cleric. Yeah, yeah, he's, he, again, he laughs too and just goes, I suppose he could, but addiction all falls to the same vice. And he stands up and he goes in front of you and offers an open hand and says, would you please? And he says, a um, hundred gold. Well, I don't have a hundred gold. Deception check. Ten. He looks at you and goes, A man of your status should have coin to boot. Would you please give me a hundred gold? I'd write him an IOU for a hundred gold. <laughs> he, uh, he, he looks at the note that you left for him, and he just shakes his head. Uh, he goes over at a station and grabs like an empty flask. And he comes over to you. Now, if you want, you can stop what he's going to do with the reflex save, but he's going to try to poke your finger. Uh, yeah, I want to not get poked. I don't like touching people. Make a reflex save, please. Is that a, a dex save? Yes. Oh, my uh, lord. 20. Hang on, let me just roll for the hell of him. Yeah, no, he fumbles away and just squints his eye at you. And just goes, Mr. Longpaw, the least you can do if you try to screw over the church is offer a little bit of your blood would saliva work he looks at you and goes yes but preferably not in my face i spit in his hand you do and he it's disgusting he tries to like angle it into the bottle quickly like washes his hand mr longpaw and gra uh, you gave him the iou didn't you yeah. Yep, he basically looks at it, uh, and you promise to, like, uh, give him a hundred gold. Yeah. He says, uh, please make sure to have your payment within three days, and just folds it up and keeps it on his person. And he goes back to his medical book and goes, good day to you, sir. Yeah, have a good one. Mm -hmm. Now, as you're uh, walking out, can you make a perception check for me? Seven. It, it, there's some species on, like, uh, the medical book. You you don't know what. It, it looks like he's looking at something. He just bids you good day. And as he washes his hand. And they don't have, like, a, obviously no faucets or anything. They have, like, a little bit of a barrel. And they have, like, white powder that he uses to uh, uh, sanitize his hands. I'm going to say, if you do find something, be sure to let me know. Oh, be sure, Mr. Longpaw. You'll be the first to know. Continues to wash his hand. And you see, like, uh, the man with the bandaged face, like, talking to him in a lower voice. That's it. Um, unless there's anything else you would want to uh, do. Like, uh, what does Leo have in mind? Um, well, I mean, I'm, he's kind of wounded still. I think he probably is going to look for a place to rest up. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So uh, you're just looking for any type of end? 
I mean, not just any type. Leo has his standards. <laughs> so when the higher class uh, ends in the local area, um, I suppose the the biggest inn in your area, uh, especially for uh, like travelers or people of noble descent, they would be in uh, uh, an inn called the Lion's Den. Perfect. Yeah. I feel like I'll fit in real well there. Yeah. Um, uh, it, as, as you go in, like, uh, we're gonna, like, switch off to the other two characters. Um, Dust, Mega, you guys look in the box, and you see that there's a dismembered arm. What do you guys do? What's happening here? Well, I just got done showing it to Cobalt. I'm freaking out right now. Mm -hmm. Ready to go kill the Jade Hand, go back to the... Um, place where we got the box to find him. Going back to uh, where you guys got the box? That's where, um, that's my first instinct. Okay. Uh, Mega, do you follow? Do anything else? So, actually, I'm uh, I'm trying to remember, like, did he actually identify it as Alphonse's arm before the session ended, or uh... he, there was a similar bruise to where he grabbed him when he first met Alphonse. I thought the note said something about it. Yeah, that too. It just said uh, some long lines of that we have Alphonse and you have three days to get uh, accumulate a thousand gold. But did you read that note out? <laughs> I'm asking Dust. I, be I believe I did, but what I'll do is when I handed the box over to Cobalt, I showed him all the contents as I'm just still in shock letting him read it. That'd be funny if he didn't know how to read common. <laughs> <laughs> But no, like, I know you this, can. This nothing to cobalt. <laughs> this nonsense. <laughs> uh, but no. Yeah, uh, he can though. Yeah. So, uh, okay. I just want. I just want to imagine as, you, as dust as you're handing this this uh, box with an arm in it. Cobalt's just like, uh, cobalt no hungry right now. <laughs> and then like reads the note like, uh, oh, 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 oh. All right. <laughs> uh, anything else between you guys? Dusty, can you wait? As, as I assume that Dust has already ran out of the, the room. Oh yeah, you better catch up. Yeah. Uh, as you guys are going along, you get to uh, this weird store. It's uh, mixed between a jewelry store and uh, uh, uh what I say, uh, a dinery. Um, so you guys uh, go in and I kick the door in. Yeah, you kick the door in. And you don't see the man, the waitress, but you do see glass on the ground with a uh, picture frame. I'll grab the picture frame. It's a picture of an elven woman, and it's, again, it's an old-timey, like, oil painting. And it, the glass is shattered. Uh, she has, like, a uh, bun in her hair. It looks like her hair was mainly, you know, black. Uh, looks like a gorgeous woman. Is it someone I may have seen around town before? Uh, make a history check. You can't remember. Uh, with a nine, like uh, it just seems like an elven woman. That's all you can guess is her race. You, you don't recognize her. Cobalt, we need to find clues of where the man went. He's gone. <sighs> <sighs> Why? Dusty kitty. So fast. Beeline <laughs> uh, agility. Can you make a investigation check for me, please? 
Atmos, you, uh, you, you look at the, the teacup that he was drinking from, the handle's broken, and the teacup is now spilt on the floor, but not shattered. Uh, only the handle got harmed. Uh, you look at it, and you can see footsteps, and they lead up near the picture frame, but the tracks don't lead anywhere else. It's like he straight up vanished. Who jumped through? We can too. <laughs> Is the um the map that we're in the jewelry place? Yep. Again, we're, we're gonna assume this uh, map for uh, general taverns and uh, like uh, your current location. So we'll say like uh, you guys are right here, right here. Uh, don't assume that there's an upstairs. Ignore that. Mm. Well, if we can't find any clues, maybe there's some stuff we can take to um, turn some co coin. All right. Um, so you can go right ahead. Uh, again, this is partially jewelry, uh, jewelry store. If you uh, look at the items in the glass casing, uh, it's a lot of edibles made into a stone. So say like a toad tomato, like a tomato that looks like a tomato, or like a toad that looks like a tomato is encased in like a amber and made into a ring. Um, there, there's uh, like a bunch of uh, similar things where it is a, a fruit or vegetable in the shape of an animal encased in something. It seems like that was the style that they were going for in this jewelry store. Uh, if you want. You can uh, break the glass and uh, start taking things, unless you want to uh, open up the lock. Either one's preferable. Yeah, I'll attempt to open it up with my shiny lock picks. All right, great. Ahead. Again, as a reminder, if you uh, tell a secret while you are picking, you can uh, get a plus one to your roll. No secret. <laughs> All right, make a roll. I like to wear eight-inch heels when nobody's looking. It is a good secret. Not twenty. Damn, you open it up flawlessly. There's no trouble. Opens up. Um, can you make me a D100 roll and add uh, 25 to it? So you got 32. Um, 57. Yeah. So put down uh, that you have uh, 57 uh, gold coins worth of uh, jewelry. It seems like uh, you caught him at a bad time, or like the, the shop at a bad time where like a half their produce has already been sold, if not a little over half. So you're just uh, grabbing like a handful of rings. So these are now hot items. If you want to get rid of them, sell them, you're going to have to talk to a fence. So you need to talk to someone in the underworld. So I'm going to say 10 and below. Something might happen while you're doing this. Nope. You get away uh, flawlessly with it. No guard comes by or anything. All right. Jesse, kitty, color not in there. Why take? <laughs> They're edible, right? You can try. I'll give one to Cobalt. They like they taste good, and I'll attempt to eat one too. One of whatever ones look the least expensive. Okay. Make a uh, D120 roll or a D20 roll. All right. Uh, wow. That one was worth 20 gold. Um, so deduct 20 gold from whatever you have. So it went from 57 down to 37. Oh yeah, roll two d20s in a row. Good job. Yeah, good job. Um, uh, so can you make me a con save, please? You, you eat it. it. Initially, it tastes like glass and whatever ore you're eating from, I'm going to assume it's amethyst. You eat amethyst, you break the gem, 
and you eat, say, uh, a miniature banana llama. And you come to realize that this uh, store doesn't have actual edibles. It seems like it was the style of it, and it's actually made out of wax. It's a miniature sculpture. It tastes awful, but you still eat it. Mega default suit. Cobalt, obviously unaccustomed, like probably, probably licks it first, mm -hmm. <laughs> and then after realizing it doesn't taste nearly like what he thought it would, he just like puts it back. It's like Dusty Kitty can have all of it. <laughs> There's 37 gold if you decide to sell all these rings. Alright, uh, what's, uh... Probably, probably a little disgusted as he sees Dust, <laughs> like, eating the one that he did. Just, like, just thinking to himself, Why? <laughs> they look tasty. I'm sorry, Cobalt. I'm a, I'm a little fuzzy-headed, like I said. Is that what happened when Dusty Kitty eat Happy Apple? Yeah, went riding down on that high. Um, do you guys do anything else in this jewelry store where he just stole a bunch of rings? But no, I don't have any Dusty fire starters. Dusty Kitty, Cobalt, no think person here. Mm -hmm. Should we try to find Fallon? Maybe he might know. Mm -hmm. yeah, you can uh, go right ahead if you want. You guys can try to track down Fallon. I hey, say we hey. try to find Leo first. What do you think, Cobalt? Suck. Big Kitty, remember? Right, Big Kitty, Big Kitty. Um... Because I was thinking for a moment, just like, did he actually ever learn his name? <laughs> and, uh... Hmm. Maybe you should find Big Kitty. This city really scary for Cobalt. But where Big Kitty at? I remember he went to the church last. What church? It starts with a D. Yeah, if you guys want, you guys can go right ahead. You know exactly where it's at, Dust. No, no Cobalt don't know what church... Oh, it's a uh, um, the church. It's a place where um, where crazy people who believe in gods go. <laughs> just blinks for a moment and just. <laughs> Dusty Kitty no like Cobalt. What do you mean, Cobalt? Dusty Kitty called Cobalt crazy. Well, Cobalt, you don't go to church, so you're not crazy. Exactly. Oh, okay. <laughs> Immediately parks that back again. All right. Um, I'm assuming you guys uh, head down to uh, the uh, church. Yeah. So uh, you guys are going along. You go to uh, the Church of Delker. And as you uh, open up the doors, so one thing. And I forgot to mention it with John. There is a fairly large statue of a dragon. And it's fairly intimidating. The scales are miscolored, and each scale seems to have, like, an etching uh, and draconic. It, uh, I'm not sure what Asian god has it, but, uh, might be Azura or some kind of Tempest god in Asian, like, uh, or Chinese mythology. But, uh, you guys know, uh, the white smoke ribbon that goes underneath the arms, behind the head, kind of dealio? It has that similar look, but comes out of the mouth, underneath the arms, around the head, like a ribbon. So, you guys enter. Um, you see, like, uh, two men, like, uh, looking at a book. Do you guys... what do you guys do? Did a big cat come over here by the name of Leo? 
Uh, you catch this man off guard, and uh, you see Hayden go, oh, Dust, it's a pleasure to see you. I didn't think that you would come to the church so fast. And he walks over to you, his hands claps uh, right in front of his uh, stomach. And oh my he... god, it's a safe church. Yeah, it is. He looks at you and goes, What can I do for you, my son? And can you do me, both of you guys, do me a perception check? Mm. So that one. Oh, sad. 18. 18. I don't often do this, but give give me a second. Mega, I'm going to send you a text, and you can choose whether you want to reveal it to the party or not. So, Cobalt is face-to-face -face with a cobalt-sized protrusion. <laughs> he doesn't know how to deal about that. <laughs> what, what, what? Don't worry about it. And you, uh... As you guys look around, um, you do see the dragonborn. He looks at you kindly. And then you see a man still looking at the medical book, his face bandaged. And he just mumbles to himself, it's it's not right. There's something wrong here. And he keeps looking and flipping through the book. And uh, the main uh, dragonborn, uh, Hayden, both these men are dragonborn of very, uh, different colors. The one you're talking to is blue. The one in the corner is uh, purple. The blue one, Hayden, looks at you and goes, uh, You're looking for uh, Mr. Longpaw. Is that correct? Yes. Now, where is he? In many occasions, I don't like to give out the privacy of people who request service from the church. But in your case, Dust, I'm willing to make an ex exception. And he starts pacing around a bit and he grabs a few candles he goes i the man just needed to be cured but he was still pretty injured he might be uh somewhere to lick his wounds and he <laughs> give me a second i actually want to make a roll really quick he uh, looks at you dust and goes uh, what's that ring that you have on you or uh no he doesn't even do that like sorry uh, if I remember correctly, was the ring a tracking you just attuned to one ring and give it to someone else? Yeah, so if I attune to it and give it to someone else, I can find out who it is, but Leo has it in his pocket. Mm-hmm, mm -hmm. takes Oh, wait, so yeah, I know where he is. Yeah, again. Yeah. <laughs> that was we're the wait, connection we were, yeah, you were making. <laughs> yeah, we were trying to, like, nudge you. But, uh, no, uh, this is a cooler way of doing it. The man, like, uh, tastes the air, and you see, like, uh, a moment where like that uh, that thread-like link between the two of you is uh, visible and he just breathes it in for a moment and tastes like uh, the, the arcana in the air and goes my son why did you come here if you know where he is i'm sorry um i'm just seething with rage no need to be sorry my son he comes up to you and puts a hand on your shoulder I am always here for you. The church is here for you. Anything you need, anything that I can do to help you, I will do my best to help you. Then you can do me one thing. What can I do for you, my child? If you happen to see Fallon roaming around, can you tell him to look for us? Absolutely. Where can I direct him at? If we need to find him, we'll be at the orphanage. That's probably the best place where we all know where. All right, my child. I will do. I'll do uh, my best. And he just just stares at you and there's sorrow in his eyes, but just a, 
lot of sympathy for what's happened to you. And he just shakes his head and goes, try to keep your mind clear. And uh, he walks back to uh, the textbook with his uh, colleague. Do you guys do anything else here? And uh, Mega, just make sure you got my message. No, I saw it. I saw it. Yep, just want to make sure. Yeah. So I'm going to look at the ring and show Cobalt, or the lack of the ring. ring. Yeah, the lack of the ring. Uh, you can just imagine it like you see glimpses of uh, a green green string that leads all the way to uh, Leo. Cobalt, I think I know where Leo is. I forgot about the green string. As you, as you turn to Cobalt, you see that he has firmly planted both of his hands over his mouth. And I look at him and it's like, what are you doing? Uh, I'm going to make a quick look around and be like, what the fuck? You can uh, make one more perception check, but that'll, that'll be it for you. Um, I, I'm going to say insight, actually, this time. Because you're trying to figure out what he is so scared about. <laughs> no, it, it you're blind to it, man. You're like, um, you have no idea what he's terrified about. And do you, you see Hayden look at you guys and go, is something the matter? Am I still under the effects of the drug? A little bit, yeah. You're coming down from a high. Oh, I can. Uh, how many charges do I have left? Um, I'm gonna say, well, roll a uh, 1d4, see what you got. And you've already used two, if memory serves me right. So, we'll see. What you got? Four? Okay, so you have two charges. But again, uh, the way to imagine it is, uh, when you use it, you're gonna go into it for just a couple seconds and come back to reality. Does it create a rift? A, a little bit, but I'm gonna say, like, uh, during combat, you can't have allies, you know, come with you. But, say, if you touch someone, it'll have the same effect. I'm going to... Go up to Cobalt, hug yeah. him, and then use a charge. The You do. You use a charge, you go to the Unseen Public uh, Reality of War, and when you guys blink, all you see is ruins, as you see, like, the statue of Delger is that of a dragon's corpse rotting with flies over it. Even though it's stone, it seems like it's treated as if it was rotting meat. You look around... And I don't often get to mention the architecture of this world, but imagine like a clockwork city. There's clocks everywhere. There's gears. And this, like I keep saying, the architecture shifts. So in a couple moments, you might see a wall in an unexpected place. You might see a skyscraper that turns into a row of houses. In the distance, you see large silhouettes and then almost horizon-filling chessboard as chess pieces are being played. Now, I need to ask, Cobalt, if you were to imagine yourself as an animal, what kind of animal would you be? With the exception of being a Cobalt. <laughs> See, hmm. I... I mean, like, if we were going by how Cobalt actually sees himself, like, uh, I don't think a dragon would count. So... Like, uh, I mean, not how he sees himself. Like, uh, let's see, what's the best way to put it? Um, how his personality his spirit is. Spirit animal. Yeah, essentially. is like, no, it's not, not exactly a spirit animal. More like, uh, what represents his personality at the moment? Like, what, what would represent cowardice? Uh, then I would say, oh god, this is awful in, in context, but, uh, he, he would probably, his representation in this moment would probably be a mouse. Yeah, that's what I was figuring if we were to look at dust and uh, cobalt 
from an outsider's perspective, we'd see a tabaxi with the snake's head and a kobold with a mouse's head. And honestly, around you, you don't see anything spectacular besides the ruins of the church, the clockwork gears of the city clanking, and the two large giant silhouettes playing a game of chess in the distance. That's it. Ah! <laughs> I'm going to just grab Cobalt, lead him with my hand outside of the ruins, and then teleport out. Alright, uh, you don't have to use a charge for that. We'll say within a couple seconds you can't uh, come back. So you have one more charge to use before like a short or long rest. Alright, you guys phase back into reality. <laughs> and what do you guys do? Cobalt, what the heck was that? Why the hell were you covering your mouth? What's wrong? The Eggman? Cobalt see the Eggman! Who's that? He kind of like uh, looks left, looks right, and uh, he, uh, in between his hands, he uh, uh, minor illusions the uh, the image of um, of the curious egg that they encountered. I guess by this point, it would have been yesterday? No, 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 two days ago. The the one with Andrea? So, like, uh, if that if that's in character, Cobalt, uh, 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 not to say, like, it was the, it was the man, the masked man with the egg and the other scary people. Was he inside? Was he hiding? That Eggman face really hurt. Cobalt C. The one with all the bandages on? Cobalt nods. Well, we, we just left. Kind of want to go back inside now. Alright, uh, you can go back inside as you uh, wish. Um, there, there's still uh, two men just uh, reading, uh, like, a medical text. I'm going to walk up to the man with the bandages. You walk up to him, and he looks at you, and he he does a bit of an insight check on you, just to see what you're playing at. He, he does recognize you, actually. Uh, he looks at you and goes, Yes, my son, I didn't know you were a follower of Nahash. Are you wishing for his blessing? Before I do anything, I'm going to expend uh, psychic energy dice to uh, link with Cobalt through psychic whispers. Okay, uh, you can go right ahead. And he continues to talk to you and goes, uh, My name is Gideon. How may I help you? Huh. Seems like your face got badly beaten up. It was a burn. I was cooking. Cooking? Eggs? And he smiles at you and goes, by chance, yes, I was. And he motions you to walk and talk with him as he tries to, you know, go towards the entrance of the church. No, we can talk right here. He just gives you a longing look and goes, all right, my son, what do you wish to speak about? I would like to hear about um, your egg recipes. How do they come to, you know, be about? Well, for me, I usually like to get my eggs from the local community. I love to see what they hatch into. I, I usually have a coop in the back. I get excited when I see that something unexpected comes from how the egg grows and hatches. 
It's a very fascinating process. I, I, I would suggest that you get yourself a coop, but it appears that the closest thing you've had has come down upon you. You have my deepest condolences. I took no part in that kind of activity. I, I do love that the stragglers in the street have a place to call their own. Does me no good knowing that poor children starve and die on these streets and shakes his head woefully. And while he's talking, I'm going to be sending a telepathic mass message to um, Cobalt of where um, I can feel Leo's string. Hmm. Okay, uh, you can give him rough directions. Uh, if you uh, could please give me a... What does... Uh... Urchin also gives me, like, you know, good view of the city. Mm-hmm. I'll give you advantage on the roll. Make me an Arcana check. What you get? Double sevens. Double sevens. That's so sad. Mm. Uh, I'll say that you you're trying you're you're giving them proper directions. I feel like it's on Cobalt's part of like uh, comprehending your directions. That you know, like when you say, "Oh yeah, red roof building," he's like, "What the hell is a building?" And looks around for, and see, yeah. Uh, for what it's worth, Dust, uh, I do believe you still have uh, a chance to use an ability to improve that. Oh yeah, I'll use inspiration for that. Well, no, not, I'm not like not inspiration, but uh, you, you like one of your natural abilities as for the the, the subclass you are. Oh yeah, if that failed, I can spend a side point. Yeah. Well, the best part is that even if you fail after using it, you don't have to use the, expend the die. <laughs> so, uh, for for that roll, do you just get a natural chance to re-roll it? Yeah, okay. I spend a side point, and I get to re-roll a fail. Yeah. So I feel like uh, as you're giving like uh, Cobalt directions, like you get like you, you sense his confusion at some parts, tell him to stop, then re-emphasize, okay, look to your left, look to your right, what do you see? Alright, do that. Like you're you're basically like carefully guiding him to the lion's den. I like double entendre. Alright. Well no, like uh, no for your for your ability uh dust, uh you uh you roll the psionic die and add it to uh, the roll that you made. It's it's not a re-roll. That's my bad. Okay. Uh, so what's added to it, then? Uh, I think at your level... I a don't two. remember if it's a D6 or a D8. Uh, Alright. So uh, how much do you get? We'll just add a 2 to it. Alright. So and, do a 9. Yeah, a 9. Mm. I'm going to still say it falls short. And, uh, you don't, you, so he you has... don't expend the die because it failed. But uh, yeah. Yeah, just so you know how it works. Okay. So then, what role do I need to make to uh, to to uh, to make my way? Do me a because uh, you're interpreting his directions. I want you to do a insight check. Ten. <laughs> so yeah, it it goes just about how you expect. You keep going down the wrong alley uh, alleyways, making the wrong turns, and you keep misunderstanding like dust directions. Why city so hard for Cobalt to walk in? <laughs> and as uh, you're giving him directions, the the priest uh, keeps looking at you and just giving you a look. And he just smiles and goes, My child, I, I, I understand you went through many travesties, more than most men can handle. And I feel that I have wronged you in some way. I know not. I feel deep down in my soul that I have. Now, if there's anything I can do for you, I I can provide assistance. 
What do you wish, my child? Will you pray with me? <laughs> he laughs and goes, sure. And he begins walking outside. I I've wished to follow suit. Yep. And when you guys go outside, he lays down a fine rug and gets down like uh, feet and thigh and stares into the flying leviathan in the sky and goes, what do you wish to pray for, my child? Is he on the ground? Yeah, he's sitting. And he goes, Nahash is listening and just gives you a gentle look. So I wish to know as I'm walking behind him. I'm going to place my hand on his head and use my last charge. Okay. You do that. And he still stares at the sky. Uh, he's staring at the sky as you guys warp reality again. Again, clockwork architecture. You hear the clanking of gears. And as you as he looks into the sky, he frowns as the flying leviathan in the sky disappears. This world is tainted, my child. But it is unfortunate to know that they finished their Drake Belly experiments. And shakes his head. Times are going to change around here. As he's saying that, since my hand's on his head, I want to attempt to pull away the bandages as I pull my hand back. You do, and it is a scarring from... Um, uh, Mega, can you remind me, was it Sacred Flame that Matt used back in the day? It was the Guiding Bolt. Yeah, Guiding Bolt. So uh, that it is... It did a shit ton of damage. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and if memory serves me right, uh, what kind of damage was that? Radiant? Or was it... Uh, yep. Yeah, okay. So you see, like, uh, it, it looks bleached and indented. His face droops. Like, it looks like it is a scar that, honestly, he can't, he can't heal. He looks at you and goes, I wish to say that I do not feel sorry for the actions I've taken, but... I would never kill perfect specimen. He just stares at you. Do as you wish. And he looks away from you and says, It's fine. You always have been a horrible caretaker. You don't even care about Georgie, do you? He shakes his head. With that, I'm going to take a manifest a psychic dagger in my hand and stab it in his head. Oh, just out of curiosity, can you, uh, can you do that? Um with advantage please so make a sneak attack roll as well tell me how much you uh, uh just tell me the damage 17 points of damage 17 points of damage really hmm. he you you uh stab your uh, blade through his head you said yes his eyes flash open and blood starts to drip from his uh eyes but it looks like he is not dead he just sits there and goes, I've experienced many traumas in my life. I have seen the worst of humanity. If you think that a little blade caused by a little bit of your bad instant, that bad day is enough to kill me with one swipe. Well, you're a pathetic man. And I'm going to say, again, since it lasts for a turn, you used up your last charge. The moment you stab him through and bring it back, like you blink and you're back in reality again and you see people walking his eyes bleeding his eyes still staring at the flying leviathan and he goes nahash watches over me do you have anything that watches over you <laughs> what do you do 
I mean, I'm, I, I want to just, you know, kill him in front of everybody. That's your choice. As you know, there's always ramifications for an action. He just brought you outside. You can... He is not going to resist you. If you kill him, you kill him, but it's in broad daylight. How badly does he look injured? It... It's hard to say. It really is because of psychic damage. At most, you can just tell his eyes are bleeding. You can try. I just let go of him, and mm -hmm. as I, like, hey, I throw him off to the side yeah. and spit on him and go to look for Cobalt. Mm -hmm. And as you start walking away, he goes, I will not flee. The snake does not hide from the mouse. And he looks at you. I'll be waiting. Come back again. And he gives you a devious smile. You and your god will die. Oh, that's good. That's good. So uh, you guys are following along. Oh yeah, I'm gonna um, reconnect my telepathy, asking Cobalt, "Have you found Leo yet?" <laughs> Cobalt running from chicken. I'm surprised he knows what a chicken is. Cobalt, where are you? I'll find you. <laughs> so okay, and maybe you find you don't have to, as you probably can hear Cobalt's voice screaming in the distance. <laughs> Again, I want. Can, ah! can, can I? Can I just imagine it? I imagine it like a cartoon, and we see like you know, Cobalt. Like you're two foot, aren't you? Yeah, he two foot tall. Yeah, you're being chased by like a chicken, half your size, black feathers, and I want to imagine it if this was a cartoon. Like you run off screen to the left, and the chicken follows you. Then you run back on screen, only disappear on the right screen with the chicken following you, and it happens over and over again. Just see a side profile. Make a running back and forth. Um, you could find them in a dirt park or dirt lot. I'm gonna attempt to catch the chicken. Uh, make me a dex check, please. Uh, sleight of hand or animal handling. That's probably better. But you're trying to catch them. Two. Yeah, sleight of hand will work. Thirteen. Yeah, you grab the chicken. And like, when when you grab the chicken and you move its body around, uh, its head stays level. So, like, if you move it left, it's still, like, straight in the air. You move it right, it's still straight in the air. It's weird. Cobalt, you're scared of this thing? Dusty Kitty, no understand. Cobalt, Cobalt was walking, and then Cobalt tripped and fall in, in box full of, the, the, the men say chicken, and it's like, uh, get away from, get away from my chicken, he say. And the Cobalt, Cobalt, no, no, but then, but then, then, the black one, the black one got really mean, and Cobalt got scared and started running, and, and... <laughs> just like trying his best to explain. Awesome. I'm just going to pet the chicken. Cobalt, you don't need to be afraid of these things. And I put it out for Cobalt to pet it. Alright. Um... Uh, does this black chicken <laughs> still look aggressive toward him? Oh, absolutely. It, it looks like it has a grudge against you, like it killed its family. <laughs> I go just like takes a step back. Mm. Just like, what is this? What is this foreign creature that has decided to to make its grudge against him of all people? Dust. What is this? What is this? What is this one foot monster? Dust. Can you make me an insight check with the? Uh, yeah, make me an insight check. Mm. Seems like an ordinary chicken. Dust or not dust? Uh, Mega, please make me an insight check. <laughs> Nineteen. You see tentacles, like, come out of its abdomen slightly, as, like, an eye from its abdomen stares at you. Ah! 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 <laughs> scary chicken! Scary chicken! 
just like flinging his hands in the direction of at least what he sees are the eye and tentacles. Yeah. Oh seems... my gosh, Cobalt. And I just throw the chicken behind me. It's like, let's go find Leo. You uh, throw the chicken, Dust, as you turn your back to it. Mega, I'm going to still say that your eyes are locked on the chicken. You see it like its body, like malform, like bulges of maggots, like tr change the body. And you see like its chicken-like head fall off as it like flutters to like a nearby roof. And it stares at you. It reminds you of like the shape of a vulture. And its singular eye just watches you. Cobalt is as Dusty Kitty is walking away, just like, just like he refuses to turn his back on this creature and is walking backwards. Mm. All right. Um, he fears that if he turns his back, it'll be the end of him. <laughs> we'll say, like, with that moment, we shift back to John. Like, uh, <laughs> John, uh, what exactly has Leo been doing this time? Like, uh, what, what's been happening? I imagine that he is, um, having a drink and some food uh, on his tab and um, ordering a room as well. Mm -hmm. Regaling people with stories. <laughs> uh, you do that. Um, and this seems like it's... Uh, the lion's den is filled up with uh, nobles or like in this area from the harbor, but traveling nobles have uh, stopped by. And they have, like, a surf, uh, safari rich man kind of accent, uh, accent going on, like, uh, Oh, yes! It's very cool! Very amazing to hear! Uh, quiet, quiet. And you see, like, a few people, like, talking. A lot of mounted heads of various, like, animals and beasts on the wall. Everyone's in, like, uh, very fancy chairs with a, a great velvet. So, are you just... That's it? You're just uh, regaling a few stories with these, uh men yeah and um I'm, I'm taking note if i uh notice anyone of the Ackwald, bennington wilmert or dalemore families make a insight check please have i taken a short rest by this point um let's see i'll give you yeah i'll give you a short rest that sounds preferable yeah i got an eight no, not that you can notice. Uh, it doesn't seem like anyone's wearing uh, like uh, specific rings that would, you know, uh, give you a instant feel of the family or the insignia. It, it just seems like a, a foreign noble families, even outside of uh, the the province of Giuliano. Like uh, there's people from faraway lands that have come to act as ambassadors or you know negotiate deals. Mm. Like, uh, you see a couple wild species, like a uh, Yanti, you see uh, Goliath, strangely enough. You, you see, like, all sorts of strange people in fine clothing. Alright, um, yeah, so I'm just regaling all my stories and, and making some some friends. Uh, make a persuasion check, please. So I get an 18. Uh, make a 1d4 roll, please. 3. Okay, uh, you, uh... Uh, could you repeat exactly what you're trying to do? You're trying to make friends? Contact? Yeah, make friends. Con yeah, exactly. So, uh, you, uh, catch the eye of a, a couple nobles. And I want you to write this down as well. There is a Yanti from, uh, the Black Desert. And, uh, he, or, like, it sometimes goes by the Glass Desert as well. The Yanti is a human-like, but with a cobra-like head. But uh, human-like face, and you seem to 
catches interest. It seems like uh, he was a, a descendant of uh, Delius. He's part of uh, the Delius dynasty. And uh, he, his family uh, has a firm trade with uh, that specific uh, city. He basically like bullshits with you a little bit and tells you like uh, the capital of Emmental is like a, a city made of blood as a foundation. And uh, he goes on to say like is one of the forebringers of like a, of a metamorphosis. Basically it's a city of alchemists. Um, other than that, uh, you see, uh, say, a Goliath, and uh, he gives you no name. He just gives you a singular nod, like you've earned his approval. And uh, finally, no no bullshit, you actually see a goblin in a pinstripe suit. And he is, like, red as a color. And he is, like, carefully drinking his tea. And <laughs> he uh, speaks in simple words, just going, Quite, quite, yeah, yeah, quite. And he just gives you like a, a juggling nod, and uh, he basically tells you uh, he's part of uh, the Berghest family. Berghest, so, yeah, Berghest. So B E R G H E S T. So keep that in mind. Like uh, you, you now develop like small connections to each one of these uh, places. The only one you don't know is a Goliath. He it just does not speak to you. He just gives you a firm nod, but you know if you see him again, uh, possibly near his area or somewhere else, he might give you a helping hand if you talk to him nice enough. All right, cool. All right. Uh, just to put it on the recording, uh, I leveled up on the short rest. Yep, that's good. Uh, you are now level three, aren't you? Correct. Awesome. That's good. Uh, do you get any cool abilities? What kind of subclass did you take? I am now the eloquent subclass. Mm -hmm. Very fitting. And I feel like uh, uh, so basically, I uh, I can't any persuasion or deception roll anything rolled less than a, a nine or lower. I treat as a ten. Yeah. Um, I also got expertise in deception and persuasion, mm -hmm. and then I get unsettling words um, as my inspiration thing, where I can subtract from saving throws. You know what? And the cool thing about it is I, I love that you got it during this like place uh, while you're talking to like uh, the higher up Ecleon. Like you're just basically weaving through like political discussions, trying to make yourself better and to create a better foundation for your family. I, I find that fascinating. Uh, that's awesome. Quite fitting. Yeah, quite is really fitting for a level up too, especially for a bard. Um, yeah. And as you're going along, like talking, you do hear like a uh, a scream, like uh, come like into the building. It's nowhere inside the building. It sounds like it's outside. Well, like what kind of scream? Like a like a lady scream, a scream of excitement, or like scared scream? A man scared scream after getting hit. I'll take a little look, see, look at it, like uh, through the window. Yeah. Uh, you look out there and you see a man in black armor with fiery red hair. And you see like the mark of a fist as it looks like he's settling dispute with someone. Uh, yeah, I'm going to just see what's going on. <laughs> yeah, you go out there. And uh, Iceman, what's uh, being said? Look, I told you. 
It is not anything personal, but you're refusing the payment. And this is the consequences of what happens when you don't pay up to the Crimson Fist. I, I swear to Delker, I'll, I'll pay you back. I'll, I'll pay you back. Just, I just need a little bit more time. Uh, that is quite amusing because you said that the last three times. And my patience only runs so long. What, do you think I fold out of turnip truck? Turnip cart? And he just goes, I, I don't think that. I just, I have a family. I have kids. Uh, Clearwater has been taking away some of our payments. Uh, we, I had my salary cut a couple days ago. Oh, that is most unfortunate, but you paid for services from us, and you knew that we would come knocking for a collection, and I've been so patient with you. And unfortunately, it is time for the toll to be paid. He and goes, I no. take my no, warhammer no. and just hit him right in his right kneecap as hard as I can. Leo, you can hear it shatter, and the man just blacks out from the pain and just hits the ground. Like, you see, like, a bit of blood trickling from his uh, leg as business has been done. Alright, well, I will be back in a week, and I don't care what <laughs> needs to be done, but our payment needs to be satisfied. You know what, I'll be nice. I will give you a week and a half. Yeah, and he's just blacked out. He can't hear jack and or shit. Oh, noticing this, I will dump a, one point of lay on hands yeah. onto him and wake him up. <laughs> I sort of like lightly tap his face as there's this sort of black, uh, reddish white energy that comes off of his hand and it comes off the, uh, there's his right gauntlet is mm. actually crimson. It's the only mm. part of the armor that isn't black. And uh, mm. that is the part that glows when he goes down, kind of smack, gently taps the side of his face. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, he wakes up and goes, I, I'll, I'll try. I'll try. Get the gold. And he just like keeps his head on the ground, just staring up at you, terrified, uh, trembling. Good man. <sighs> Beautiful morning. <laughs> I would say, you know, break a leg or walk along or something, but that already happens, so have a good one. Yeah, and <laughs> as you're all walking along, you do see that you have only one bystander who witnessed this entire event, and it looks like a, a lion with, uh, what was that, a monocle and top hat? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you want to give me that, that, that works. Sure, I, I like the image. Like, I always imagine you with a top hat. So I, I I look at him and I nothing to see here, sir. Just business transaction. You can move along. I can see that uh, you appreciate money, and I see you get business done. That I do. You uh, by chance looking for some work? Depends on type of work and how time consuming it is. I have responsibilities. But uh, for the right price, and depending on type of work, I could make it fit. I've got a acquaintance who seems to have a problem with some shipments. And uh, I agreed to help him find some qualified employees. And uh, you seem like you might be up to the task. 
Hmm. You're looking to start business, yes? Looking to make an arrangement. I've got my own business, but this could be beneficial for both of us. Well, maybe I can help you on the other hand. See, I would I represent an organization and we love having new businesses and being able to help young entrepreneurs like yourself. I think uh, I'm a little bit beyond the point of entrepreneur at this point. I'm sure you've heard <laughs> of the the long claw uh, long pod trade conglomerate. Uh, make it make a history check, please. Nope, never heard of them. Naming's a little on the nose, though. Uh, I want to, like, flesh that out a little bit, too. Okay. Um, My apologies. No, that's fine. It's a bad uh, roll. <laughs> yeah. It, well, that's kind of why I want to do this. Uh, during your travels, like, to any other, like, a city, even come to this harbor, this is the first time you've heard of the Longpot. And you are not very ignorant of uh, working forces. You have to be on the up and up to, you know... Know your clientele, know the nobles, know the local gangs. That's common with business. And you've never heard of Longpop before. Ah, perfect. No, I've never heard of you. And uh, if you were worth knowing, I'd have heard of you. Oh! <laughs> Quite. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that once you get around a little bit more, you, you'll catch up. But um, I think we... we we can work out an arrangement. Um, I can see you're probably the type that wants to offer me protection. And I'm doing air quotes. It depends. You work for trading conglomerate, yes? I own a trading conglomerate, yes. What is it that you sell? Perhaps we could use you as part of our network of associates. Yep, I'm... Uh... I can be a vendor for, for what you need. I'll tell you what, I actually have a, a deal working in, in town. Um, you wouldn't be happen to be in the market for some magic items, would you? His eyes light up. Quite possibly. Yeah, we can... Uh, I think we'll both be very happy with this arrangement. Well, I do not make official arrangements. However, seeing as you seem interest, interesting... I am willing to accompany you for a while, help you out, and in the return you will talk to my boss and see if we can't get something worked out. Consider that you're giving your ear to my boss and willing to sit down and negotiate uh, first step in payment. Not only payment, but first front service. Leo, Leon, and... You know, never mind. I won't make the joke about the porn naming convention. We're called Crimson Fist. And he lifts up his right hand. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I want to imagine, like, in this gang, do people actually dye their fists red to represent their gang? Like, what, what kind uh, of mark? Yeah, so the marking is either they have some sort of red sash or they quite literally dye their fist red. In my case, my gauntlet is dyed red. Yeah, I I want to imagine that just a like dyed fist of red, just to yeah, like put it out there. That's cool. Yeah, now, that that was my plan. <laughs> uh, I wanted to ask you, Leo. Um, can you please make me a history check? I got a ten. 
First time you ever heard of Redfist. Uh, I'm sure that uh, I'll get to know your organization in time. <laughs> uh, the fact that you have not heard of us means that we've been doing a good job of keeping under radar. Don't worry, we will become quite intimate, hopefully. I enjoy it. Gives you, gives you a wink. <laughs> I respect people who can do business with uh, discretion. Uh, now, if I may interrupt, um, I want to just say, let's have a small break. Everyone go to the bathroom, stretch your legs a little bit. Just kind of think about everything that's happened so far. Can I eat some pizza? How fat? Well, yeah, you can eat some pizza to eat. This has been House Common Blood, the intro music by White Sand Promise, and the outro music by Darren Curtis, Time's Up. Any music and sound effects used in the episode are royalty-free. Credits can be found in the episode description. Please review us on whatever podcast listening app you happen to be using. And if you like us, tell other people. Word by mouth is the best way for us to grow. Thank you for joining us.